the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. I'm Sean Ross. <laughs> I'm Ricard Foyer. <laughs> and we are recapping Australian Survivor Week 7. We are a little late this week. Life gets in the way. Uh, Ricard is running on 48 hours, no sleep, no sleep. Next plane, another plane, next club, <laughs> COVID. No, you don't have COVID yet, but, you know, there's a lot going on, okay? so Oh, a it's a mess. Late. It's like I feel so out of it. This week has been an absolute whirlwind. (laughs) But here I am. I have notes in front of me that I don't remember typing about episodes. I don't remember watching. Well, we're going to do it. We're not promising anything. There are no refunds for listening to this podcast. So we have a big week of Australian Survivor. We have seen... Uh, four people go to purgatory we have seen three come back and we still have a power couple with two idols in the game ricard if you remember the episodes high level thoughts on this week (laughs) i it's uh yeah uh wild yeah well it's honestly it's as you were just saying, we have three people re-entering the game. It made me have pause of like, what the hell is the point of talking about any of what just happened? I know. <laughs> Unless we want to just chit-chat about Jordy getting a car. Like, mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, it's such a bummer. It's so, it's such a bummer. You put so much work into getting somebody out into a blindside, into the votes and the stress. And to feel all of that was for nothing um is i can't imagine what it feels like for them the players in the game because i was just like oh my gosh final seven still two idols and it's just like whatever it's final 15 again (laughs) your idols aren't gonna get you to the end (laughs) yeah and it's a bummer it's a bummer i'm not a huge fan of people re-entering the game i know that it can it can be exciting and i said this last week that on brains versus brawn the last season, you know, when Haley re-entered the game, like that was exciting and we got to watch her play a new game. But any more than one seems like a lot. And to have three people who were voted out so late in the game just return after all of that hard work, like you said, it's a little frustrating. And I sort of get the idea behind it, especially in this season where we have just a dominant alliance that will not break, that is armed to the teeth with idols. And there's sort of like no, there is no crack in them that has been able to be exploited successfully. And I get that they want to mix that up a little bit, but even with this three, it's three against six or six. It's six. But even so, even if Juicy's not in the Alliance proper or if he's on like the bottom of the totem pole in this Alliance, 
There's still five. So like the numbers don't really pan out. Like there's an opportunity that the three could convince Juicy and Chrissy. I could see it happening. They certainly seem swayed by some of the arguments that were made this week, but ultimately they voted with the Alliance. So it just feels like we're dragging it out. It feels very drag race in the way that they managed to drag out a season with non-eliminations, returning players, chocolate, I mean, golden bars We're like chocolate. three weeks in with nobody leaving Drag Race, aren't we? We are. We <laughs> it's are. just like, my God. And then we know somebody has that damn chocolate bar next week, too, uh-huh. or something. It's uh-huh. coming. So um, you know, I, I, yeah. think, I think what's really... And, now, I really want to ensure I do not sound like I am questioning production and them meddling in the game at all. I really, really am not saying that because the integrity of the game is really, really important to me, even if it feels a different way at times. But I think there are certain things in play here where it was very clear Mark and Sam were going to be a big target. And then around the time where it's likely one of them would be voted out, we introduced this purgatory element, which could have been a way to, especially if Nina was still in the game and if they had pre-planned this, a way for Nina to come back if she had been voted out, a way for Sam to come back, a way for Mark to come back, a way to keep it exciting and the players that we want to see play. Maybe you have a way back in because they would obviously be the biggest targets. But what this actually has turned into is Sam and Mark have somehow stayed safe because they're kicking ass in this game. None of them were voted out. Now we have all these other fools that have been voted out that I love them and all, but they're not the like the big dogs that we anticipated being out of the game that would need the safety line. And now I feel like it's going to change the whole trajectory of the game where without the game meddling all the safety plans that were in place to keep a big name in the game are going to be accessible to this merry crew of three coming back Mm -hmm. and so now i feel like the show is going to shift and now we're going to be rooting for these three underdogs that poor them they were kicked out of the game they had to fight their way back in and now we're going to kind of root for them and i feel like the edit is going to show us us not rooting for this group of six because we're going to be so frustrated with them now i'm i love you we all know how much we love mark and sam but even i am frustrated with this group of six i want them torn apart i'm over it (laughs) i want it to end (laughs) because you know like fun story wise nothing is happening right now and i know there's a lot of critiques with the fandom of why are they all sticking together why aren't they taking out sam and mark it's because of all these twists they're actually playing the game beautifully and still in the game and sticking together because they needed to in case something like this happened now i guess we'll see what happens i don't even know where i'm going with this but it's just wild (laughs) that none of the people i think they intended this twist to save did it really help in any way now it's just gonna hurt them well so i'm not so sure about scary scary i'm not so sure because i think that they are loving the story of the rivalry between jordy and mark and sam and yeah. I, truly, it's the only story we've got going right now. And so to save Jordy and 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 let's say in an alternate reality, Jordy was able to get Sam or Mark out. 
during the purgatory twist, then they would want, they just want that story to continue. So I think it would work both ways. I do think it works to have Jordy come back, but I don't think we needed three to come back. I think anybody could have seen that Jordy would have won virtually any challenge over the other three who were at purgatory. Maybe Shay had a shot in certain scenarios, but like, I mean, we saw it play out. Jordy won. And yeah. so I'm just not sure that we needed three to come back. It feels super excessive. But it is what it is. I have noticed, though, that to your point about rooting for the underdog, it's like Jordy is very clearly the clearly the underdog. In fact, he actually says he's the underdog in the <laughs> episodes. And I think that I'm seeing a major shift in the edit where we are being told to root for Jordy and almost root against Sam. I think Mark's sort of like lost in the middle a little bit because he's had this immunity win and, uh, you know, he got his idol through more quote unquote noble means. Um, and so I think they're sort of leaving him alone, but I, I noticed a shift in the edit this week against Sam. I don't love that because I actually think in a lot of ways, Sam has been the underdog because she's been, targeted so heavily and the fact that she has managed to survive with almost no votes against her during this very tumultuous time has been incredibly impressive and must speak to the social game that she has with her alliance and especially with Chrissy there were some throwaway comments about watching Chrissy because she gives everything away and I just think that like that shows to me that Sam has played a really excellent game I think about one world and People don't love that season for the same reason is that this Kim Spradlin led alliance just dominated. And I feel like, I mean, I think there were multiple things going on in that season that people didn't love the personalities, but also the gameplay. But the fact is, we look back at that and say Kim Spradlin played one of the best winner games we've ever seen. And so I think if Sam can get to the end and win, which is what I really, really hope for, I think she could be sort of like in the same company as a Kim Spradlin in terms of the game that she's playing. I'm a little worried that Jordy is going to come back and win, which would be a satisfying story, no doubt. It would be like satisfying for the show, but it's just not what I look for in a Survivor winner personally. So yeah. Anyways, let's get into it because we've been talking for 10 minutes about this, so (laughs) there will be much more to say. So let's start with episode 17, where we see Shay alone in Purgatory. I gotta say, the cinematography off the charts, Purgatory is beautiful, beautifully ugly, Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, The landscape is, is bleak, but... Shay has been out there serving purgatory realness, <laughs> the hair, the looks. The, she's just doing a modeling show. I mean, there's just nothing else to do there. So they're just getting shots it's of Shay. It's unreal. And this fucking shelter she builds. Oh, my God. I could never. <laughs> it's like stunning. It's like aesthetically beautiful. It's functional. I've never seen a shelter like it. It, it reminds me it, uh, maybe like in uh, Survivor Amazon, they sort of built like that kind of a lean to sort of situation. But. But I was so impressed with that shelter. Yeah. So (laughs) she actually has a confessional. And I know, I I feel like there's something really tricky with Jordy and Sam's edit right now, where they're making you root for one and root for the other. And I think, I actually don't think currently they're trying to make us root for either one. I think they want us to just be enthralled with their fight because I specifically put an 
a note in here after I put amazing shelter Shay built OMG girl <laughs> was my main note. And then after that, I said, I think Shay is the winner after this confessional. Hmm. Her confessional talking about wanting to get in the game, her journey in this game, getting back, what it means to her. Every It was just, it stood out as one of the biggest confessionals, I think, of the whole season. And obviously, she's by herself, so there's nobody else to steal the light. But they also didn't need to show that. They mm-hmm. could have shown her just laying there like a dead fish, <laughs> build a shelter, and then be like, okay, let's cut back to camp. Yeah. But they gave her a moment. They did. And I was like, oh, Okay, I oh, this might be the beginning of a winner edit. And we've already seen so many elements of a winner edit for her. We've seen so much to root for and so much of like, damn, she's at the bottom, but she's trying her best. And I, I don't know. I just I it's something to look out for. For sure. <laughs> yeah. If this is a winner edit for her, it's a quiet one, but I think it's a strong one. I think there's been yeah. multiple occasions, uh, pre-merge, post-merge, where Shay's had these little moments that are like, oh, okay. And and she, she has a likability factor that, say, Ben didn't. And mm-hmm. I think you can get behind her. And I think like all of this work she's putting in at Purgatory, both um, just aesthetically, but also uh also the shelter and, and working with these people as they come in and welcoming them and sort of like bonding them all together, I think could lead to something. There could be something there. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go back to camp where we get this little interesting bit of strategy, I thought, where Jordy tells us that he and Shay put votes on Mark in the previous tribal council to make Sam and Mark feel like Mark is the main target when actually they're gunning for Sam. I really like this because they obviously read the room last night, whatever, last week, last episode, and Mm -hmm. they said, okay, look, there's nothing we can do here. Our plans to try to get either Sam or Mark out are just not going to work. One of us is going home. And so we're going to play this longer game of putting votes on Mark so that we can actually utilize that next time, which I thought was brilliant. So, I mean, Jordy is playing this damn game Mm -hmm. and Shay, but we're only hearing about it from Jordy's perspective, this particular move. Um, So smart, Mm -hmm. especially with just how likely it is they would use an idol to save Sam, but not to save Mark. It's in my opinion. I was just like, Oh, okay. This is, this is really smart. Yeah. So Jordy (laughs) is also waging an unrelenting campaign against Sam at camp. We see him talking to Chrissy and she's, Sort of like, I mean, he's still in this mode at this point of trying to convince people that Sam actually has this idol that Jesse found, which they just don't believe him for whatever reason. And he's working on Chrissy and she's kind of like, we hear her say, I think in confessional that he comes off as very believable and I kind of believe him, but I'm also really close to Sam and Mark. So I think... Chrissy kind of needs to see some evidence to back up Jordy's claims. And I think she says, does she not say if Sam really did do that, then it's a dog move. Uh, yeah. So I'm a little worried because while Chrissy is very loyal, that can actually work against the Alliance in this case. If she is working with somebody who she finds out is unloyal, 
perhaps yep. in the game. Uh, so that is something to watch out for. Um, Sam is working on her alliance, driving home the idea, idea that Jordy's the biggest influence on the jury and has the biggest underdog spirit. There's that word that a jury would love to vote for in the end. And she's 100% right. Like this is the perfect angle to take because on paper, Jordy's not that much of a threat. Yes, he will win challenges, but he's on the outs of the alliance. And anytime he doesn't win a challenge, they can get him out. But Sam's big red flag here to everybody is if we let him slide any further, he will slide right into the end and he will scoop up every single jury vote. So Sam's doing what she can. So this is where it gets so tricky because Sam is very clearly aware of what's going on at camp. And, you know, there's always this chit chat of, She's so paranoid. Oh, my God. And she's swaying. And they're, like, hyper-zooming in on her swaying. Mm-hmm. And Mark trying to stop her swaying. And yeah. she's walking around like a chicken with a head. Off. Like, it's just it's nonstop attention on how she's acting. And I will say, it, I ha- I, I'm I on the fence about this because I think it's crappy that she's correct about everything she's feeling. This isn't – I think she even said – doesn't she say it in the episode? Like, if you're correct, then it's not paranoia. Mm-hmm. It's just you're you're aware. <laughs> so it, that's a bummer that they always make women in all the franchises, all the seasons, look like they're crazy for being paranoid when it's just – it really is fact what's going on. They're just aware of it. However, Sam does have a very specific demeanor that we've seen in this season and her previous season with the swaying that it comes. <laughs> you're just like, oh, oh, no, <laughs> she's getting she's getting worked up. <laughs> and, and it's funny. She it's funny for it to actually be acknowledged. as like, this is just what I do. This is what I do. And we're like, yes, this is what you do in a certain situation. You need to you need to hide it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very telling that Mark tried to stop her swaying because he yeah. knows her better than yeah. anybody. And if if he's stopping her, then you know that it's an issue that, that we're giving too much away, maybe. Yeah. But shitty for her to even be critiqued by anyone as being paranoid at camp, though, when she is freaking spotted. Like, she knows what's going on, even with the votes. Even with that great move that Jordy's talking about to make Sam feel more safe. You would think if she was in the dark more and just being paranoid, she would be like, oh, I'm stressed for Mark. I think they're going to go for Mark. Should we play an idol for Mark? Mm -hmm. Not even on her mind Mm because she knows it's bullshit and she knows she's the target and she's playing the way she should be playing. And I think the fandom just kind of misses that piece. And it's like, look, she could be paranoia would be her being wild about Mark right now, but it's not. This is just shit, how do I move forward? Because I'm in a really shitty spot. I said earlier that Jordy uh, made this great move at Tribal by him and Shay voting for Mark to sort of like take the heat off of Sam so that they can strike at her without her realizing. And while that is a great move, Jordy's not implementing it very well. And I think we've seen this a few times. Jordy has an idea and then he doesn't implement it very well. And uh, this is a great example because it's like, Okay, we put these votes on Mark, we come back to camp, and all Jordy talks about to anybody is Sam. Like we, you know, you need to, (laughs) there's another step here you're missing where we have to have Mark's name heard out there at camp in order for this to actually work. And so 
Sam is obviously picking up on this. So this sort of like Geordie Shea move, which was smart, isn't really panning out for them because Sam's not buying it. Yeah, which would make it wild to me if he ends up winning because he doesn't follow through with anything. He like he really doesn't. And so it's we would just get all the excitement of the big moves, but we wouldn't have the substance of like a really smart game. Mm-hmm. Ugh, whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah. New car. Let's, Let's see a go new to car. the reward challenge. Somebody's <laughs> winning a brand new car. Ah! So the players have to collect balls of bags, which Jonathan is going to have a lot of fun with. From various mm-hmm. obstacles to collect uh, the balls that they're going to roll down a frame to attempt to land them in targets, a very typical survivor challenge. And uh, Jordy ends up winning this. I have to say, Chrissy, I think I've said it before that Chrissy is in her challenge beast era because although she's not like closing the deal on any of these challenges, uh, except maybe the KFC reward, she really holds her own Uh in challenges she really like throws herself into it and gets it done she is no like wet blanket in these challenges i know and not to get ahead but especially the immunity challenge for the next Mm -hmm. episode i was like fuck yeah chrissy look at her ass going back and forth not stopping i mean she's a real challenge beast like yeah it's not it's not winning her any wins but she is not giving up and i really chrissy i really enjoy watching you yeah for so many reasons so many (laughs) so many so many freaking reasons uh okay so jordy ends up winning the car it's a nice moment for him because we know how much he wanted the money in that cash reward challenge at the merge and so we know that this means a lot to jordy and so it's like a nice little moment for him he's able to choose people to join him on a reward which is that he's going to drive to a drive-in and we don't know this yet but they are going to get some videos from home and so he chooses to take with him jordan dave and michelle all people he needs to work on to get them to turn against sam and mark so of course he made the right decision here. I mean, he could have taken anybody but Sam and Mark. Uh, but I feel like I almost feel like Chrissy might have been good to take here. I, I just don't know that Jordan mm-hmm. was ever going to get swayed. I understand the thought of like, okay, breaking up Josh and Jordan to like at least work on one of them. Uh, Dave, certainly smart. Michelle has always been on board with Jordy uh, conceptually, though not always with the votes. Uh, but yeah, I thought he chose well, more or less here. I don't, I don't. Okay, let's hear it. I think, see, I think Michelle, he has a good enough relationship with. He didn't need to bring her. I think he should have brought Chrissy. He should have brought Juicy and he should have brought Josh. You're bringing the cousin. He should have taken this opportunity to really work on Josh, who seems way closer with Sam and Mark than Jordan does. And they've been at odds the most, so he can have kind of an olive branch moment with Josh, even if it doesn't come to fruition. The person that he wants the at one time wanted out the most, not giving him more time alone with Sam and Mark is the better move. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't get anything out of his interaction with Josh, he should have broken Josh away from Sam and Mark for that time, hmm. in my opinion. Okay. And so I think I think that would have been the better move. And Chrissy. If she seems open to what Jordy's saying, maybe that'll bring Josh to the yard. Damn right. It's better than yours. 
I do think, okay, <laughs> I'll give you this. Yeah, maybe don't take Michelle. Maybe take Chrissy instead of Michelle. I think Jordan and Josh are interchangeable in this scenario. I don't think either of them are going to get swayed. Uh, so I don't think that that really matters. But I do think you're right. Michelle is more easily swayed, although she hasn't voted with Jordy a whole lot, I think. Uh, I think that if she knew the numbers were there, she would. And Girl, so, she doesn't even vote with her sister. She don't know. <laughs> that is true. So I think that Chrissy, because there's like a certain Chrissy values personal connection. And of course, Jordy didn't know that there were going to be videos from home, but you could have seen it coming based on past reward challenges in Australian Survivor. If Chrissy got a video from home of her kids and she got that because Jordy gave it to her. Yep. I think he could leverage that. And so maybe yep. it was a mistake not taking her. I'm surprised no one saw the home movies thing coming. The second he said um, a special movie or a, like a fun movie premiere, I was like, okay, if he's not saying it, then it's not a paid for ad. True. Which means like yes. everything is the KFC, the money for life, whatever. They one if it was a real movie, they one hundred percent would have said that shit's name yes. on camera. <laughs> yes. So to me, I was like, "Oh, oh, this is the home movies." Okay, okay. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Okay, yeah. so Jordy takes them all for a spin in his new car, and they get to the drive-in feature. They've got nachos. They've got margaritas. They got it all. And they're watching a, a flat screen TV in broad daylight in the middle of the Australian outback. I can't imagine that they could see anything, but we could. And yeah. we get the return of Brianna to the game. Oh, <laughs> well, not to the game, but to sad. our screens. Because, yeah. of course, she is Juicy Dave's video. <laughs> I love how, was it, who was it? Was it Jordan? Who's like, oh, that's. That's Brianna. It's yes, like he had yeah. forgotten that she was related to somebody in the game. It was like, y'all see that? What, didn't she play this game once? <laughs> yeah. It was freaking funny. Also, this is just a sidebar. I hate when they do the let's go for a test drive in the car because all I can think is this brand new gift that you just won. These nasty ass people putting their nasty ass clothes on your new seats, making it smell. I think that's ridiculous. Shower first. I don't think that the car in the show is the same car they receive. Oh, 100% I think I do. I Because they're like, they're on, it's it's one thing if it's in a different country. Literally, he can drive that shit home. Yeah, if it's in <laughs> Australia and he lives in Australia, then it could be. But I I have heard that in the American seasons when they used to do the car, it was not the same car. They would just, because they're not, what are they going to do? Put it on a shipping container and send it to the U.S.? Oh, yeah, you're talking about Jerry Manthe, huh? <laughs> she got to, <laughs> she Jerry got to never won the car. car. Colby won the car. I th but Jerry, what did we hear about? She got to go pick out a car. Oh well, Isn't crazy. Uh, no, 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 no. You're you're not crazy because in season two, Rosie O'Donnell gave them all a car after ah. the fact, but okay. uh, she didn't win it. <laughs> How do you remember that? Okay. <laughs> Uh, why do I remember that? Well, because I watched the episode of Rosie O'Donnell where she gave them all the car. Okay. 
Uh, so Jordy takes the opportunity of the drive-in once again to pitch the story about Jesse's idol and Sam's blindside against him. And Jordan sort of says, sort of what Chrissy said, I need to see it to believe it. And he said that if he finds out that she does have it, it changes everything. Michelle is feeling convinced and she thinks that Sam crossed an ethical line. And Jordy's pitch is to let them put votes on him but put the majority of votes on Sam. And so he's basically willing to risk his game if she plays her idol, her being, in Jordy's opinion, Jesse's idol, which I don't think that this is super smart, personally. I mean, I don't know what else he's going to do because he's one against six. But to sort of say, like, I, I can prove that she has an idol. I'll get her to play it. But in the process of that, I'm going to get eliminated from the game. So it's like you're you're I, you have two goals here, but they are not in sync. Yeah. Well, maybe at this point he doesn't. I mean, I will. They could very easily feel like purgatory is a thing because at this point, wait, has no, she not no. At this yet? point, they oh, haven't Jesus. seen. Yeah. Well, shit. Okay, this is just dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so trying to figure out a w- way to make this work for him. Yeah, doesn't no. work. Doesn't work. Okay, let's go to the immunity challenge. They are standing on balance beams while also balancing a statue at the end of a long pole over their heads. This is a brutal one, I have to say. Like, I thought, eh, it's not going to go on that long. Like, whatever. Like, this is a hard thing to do. But, wow, it comes down to Jordy and Jordan. And it, like, physically pains me to watch because they they are fucking up their shoulders their shoulders oh, will that never one be moment, the same again <laughs> that moment with jordy where he's like oh. uh, uh. <laughs> it hurts to think about yeah um of course jordy holds on as long as he can but jordan manages to win out and i feel like when jordan won it was like the the writing was on the wall because the tribe just celebrated a little too hard for jordan's win it was like okay i know we're going back to camp and getting 15 minutes of strategy but it's all for naught because the tribe would not be screaming and yelling and whooping and hollering if there was a chance that jordy was staying yeah (laughs) (laughs) but let's see what did happen with the strategy back at camp Sam is concerned that Jordy is going to be on a warpath ahead of Tribal and that she could be in trouble. Of course, Jordy is on the warpath. Mark is reaffirming his loyalty to the alliance with Jordan and Josh. And Jordy is getting to work. He swears on his dog's life that Sam has the idol. On his dog's life. So that should be proof enough. And... (laughs) (laughs) on my dog damn life Sam (laughs) and he once again says he's willing to risk his game for the idol to come out he's happy to get votes but he's just begging for people to put the majority on Sam or Mark yeah Uh, Michelle and Dave want to have a conversation without Sam oh here we see the Sam's quote unquote paranoia which I think honestly is just how anybody would be acting I mean we see Dave and Michelle being like okay, let's go for a walk. And Sam's like, well, do you, do you want me to come? Do you not want me to come? And they're like, no, we'd rather you didn't come. And it's like, I feel like that just happens. I feel like yeah. everybody gets a free pass to talk to anybody. We don't need like 
Sam wasn't being like a Boston Rob buddy system uh, yeah. over controlling, but the way that it was shown was like Sam's just losing her mind out there, you know? I mean, there's specifically, it's like they're trying to embarrass her. They're specifically saying Sam is being over controlling. They're showing her ask KJ 100% reasonable questions, probably the same amount of questions that KJ was asking when trying to save her sister Sophie. But when Sam's doing it, we just see blank stares from KJ and no response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's they're just, and then they zoom in on probably some more swaying from Sam. And I'm like, why are you doing her like this? And you Stop. know that that conversation with KJ is so manipulated. There oh, is, yeah, there is no situation in which two people have a conversation. <laughs> one asks the person a question and the other just stares off into space. That does not <laughs> happen. KJ gave an answer. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was shrugging off the question. Fine. But like that did not happen. I will bet my <laughs> life on it. And Australian Survivor is notorious for this because especially a tribal council, it's like someone says something and then there's like uh, an uncomfortable like 15 second pause where the music is banging <laughs> and blaring. And it's like that didn't happen. We know that didn't I know. happen. <laughs> I know. And it's like, it doesn't affect the game. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day because they had the conversation they had. I just hate when... The edit then adds fuel to the flame of people having an opinion of a player. They are forcing this opinion. And I mean, it is only one episode. I think Sam has gotten a phenomenal edit this entire time. But they want you to think Sam's being wild this episode. And it's just Mm -hmm. annoying. I just Mm -hmm. think it's unnecessary element. And especially like, just don't do her like that. That's just silly. Yeah. Okay, whatever, whatever. Uh, okay, wait, I have something else to say. <laughs> Sam and Jordy have a conversation. They're like the the two rival camps uh, at camp. <laughs> the two, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's great to see them like pull each other aside for a conversation. We see Chrissy watching and she says, this is going to be a hot mess. And uh, Jordy <laughs> says he's trying everything. And Sam says, well, you're not trying everything because you're not trying to work with us. And Mm -hmm. Sam's frustrated that Jordy isn't open to working with her at all. I sort of understand that Jordy doesn't want to work with somebody who eliminated his brother and took his idol, but also like keep your options open. You never know. Things change, especially nowadays in Survivor. Things can change day to day. Someone who is your enemy can become quite convenient to work with. So I think Sam's got a point here. Sam is always analyzing, overthinking, overthinking in a good way, I think, (laughs) Every mm-hmm. single potential option. And Jordy is just outright saying, I'm I'm not considering every option. I'm sorry. And I think that could be to his downfall. I think there is a situation in which Sam and Mark could work with Jordy. To get rid of the cousins. Absolutely. Yeah. It could have happened. And he probably could have gotten an idol flushed in the, in the meantime while doing this thing where he just bouncing the attention from one couple to the other couple and keeping himself safe. I actually think Jordy really messed up here by not taking this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. He's cocky too. He was being real cocky with Sam. Like, Oh, why are we even talking? And she was, cause you could tell the shift in her behavior from, Hey, I'm an option to, okay. Just wanted to know. She definitely started to get frustrated with him because she actually did have an open mind. It seemed when talking to him. And Just she silly. has the knowledge, I mean, like in retrospect, she has the knowledge that Jordy is going home. She has enough knowledge that Jordy is going home and enough confidence in that that they never played their idols. Yep. And so 
she had all the power in this situation and Jordy just didn't even try. So just ahead of tribal, Mark and Sam have a little head to head and say like, okay, well, let's just be on the lookout. We never know when we might need to play an idol. They say that they need to figure out who people are going to be targeting just in case Jordy's managed to sway some people. And Mark makes this comment I mentioned earlier, which is to watch Chrissy, who will give it away, which is just brilliant because I think it's 100% true. (laughs) So let's go to Tribal. Of course, Jonathan brings in the jury and Shay is not there. And he don't say shit. He's just like, what? Mm -hmm. Is somebody missing? <laughs> but you know who is there? Khan, who is serving businesswomen special on the jury. <laughs> he has outfits for days, blazers. I pants swear suits. they're taking him to the store. <laughs> like, he, he didn't bring all this. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Also, you know who else is there? A hairstylist for Chrissy, because what is going oh, on? Oh, my God. I was like, Chrissy's a different person going to tribal. I mean, okay, so this is what's going on. We see Chrissy going to tribal and she suddenly has like this blonde hair. It's blonde. And like, I have to assume, I think she had highlights maybe at the start of the game. I have to assume the sun is just bleaching the shit out of her hair. It looks beautiful. She looks sun-kissed. She looks great. She she got a new t-shirt. I don't know where she got that. But (laughs) she's got this whole new look for Tribal Council, and she looks stunning, a natural beauty. But we're so used to seeing her hair and her cute little pigtails, and it's it's I guess we're seeing, like, the dark roots. And so when she brings it down, I'm like, who's this blonde woman? I know she had a cute little braid going on on the side. I was like, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah. Oh, it stood out so much. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> another reminder that we're not getting enough Chrissy content in the show anymore. We've dropped Chrissy and I don't like it. So, okay. If anyone's listening from the editing bay. John, <laughs> Jonathan's listening. <laughs> Okay, Jordy. Him and his balls. <laughs> Jordy is making his case against Sam and Mark. And of course, it's a very strong argument, I think. Jordy's saying that uh, he has found some Grand Canyon sized cracks in the Alliance. And when he said that, I almost thought, like, maybe he did. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he did convince Michelle, Juicy, and Chrissy. Uh, but I don't think he did. Uh, Jordy. <laughs> Jordy challenges Sam to empty her bag as they're sort of rehashing the idol drama. And she, I do think this caught her off guard. And she says, you know what? I'll empty my bag to the people who are left at camp tonight. Which even then, like the rest of the tribal council, she must just be shitting it thinking like, what am I going to do? There's an idol in my bag. Yeah. There's a way to get it out. There's a way to hide it. I think she did exactly what she's supposed to do. If she actually did dump her bag out, I feel like that's... uh, I know there's really no right or wrong here, but that's showing that she has to do something to prove herself Mm. to Jordy, and she shouldn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think she could have said it in a more commanding way and standing up for a way. She definitely seemed a little like, uh, shit, what do I say now? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, With, yeah, I... It's just tough. It's tough. Yeah. I think she should have given it to Mark beforehand, but maybe, I don't know. It's just so tough. <laughs> That's a very tricky I've been situation. Really, 
And yeah. to empty your bag makes you, I think, look very vulnerable. It makes yeah. you look like you're backed into a corner. And so, yeah, I think you're right that this was the best option to not give in to that because she knows Jordy's going home. So why yes. cater to him? She can deal exactly. with her alliance after the fact. When they don't yeah. have this unknown factor where like, we don't know that Jordy's not going to get up and start rummaging through the materials or then then say, Mark, now empty your bag. Like it's hiding somewhere because if the the more confidence he has about the situation, the more convincing it is that he does know that she has this idol. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't just be yeah. bluffing, you know? Okay. Well, he about to go. But yeah. there was a cute little moment we skipped over of Jesse finding out about the car. Oh, yeah. And, th- and that was, it was cute. It yeah. was a really cute moment of like, oh, he's crying for his brother. And then he's, ha- it, it was just a precious moment I, I did want to draw attention to. Also, Jesse on the jury, this is quite tricky because, again, I don't know how much of this is editing and how much is real, but. When Jordy is talking about the idol and all of that, they're cutting to Jesse and he's nodding. And Jordy's even acknowledging like Jesse can't say anything, but blah, 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 blah. And then they're they're cutting to Jesse looking, uh, giving an affirmative look, which could really blow up Sam's game. And it's, that's a very tricky situation because of course the jury is not supposed to be giving any information away, but you can also read their faces pretty well. And- um, I think that it would be hard for Especially Jesse a nod. to nod. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know whether he was nodding in that moment or not. I have to suspect not. I feel like they would have had a chat oh, with I think him he about was. that. Do you? No, I, I 100% think he does. He was. And, um, well, I, look how good I've been. I haven't talked about 41 at all. Um, I will say I had a very intense moment in my season where, um, Gosh, I don't even remember what the situation was, but somebody, I think Erica was saying, you know, if I don't vote out Ricard, then how will the jury view me? Blah, blah, blah. The jury 100% reacted to something someone said. And it either had to do with Erica or Xander. And all I could think was they now know they have to vote me out because that jury was nodding. They were making noises. One, the jury laughed. That's what it was. They laughed at Erica and Heather saying something as if like the move they had made was so comical for keeping me in the game to the point that Jeff actually yelled at them. Um, saying, you, I will kick you out of this tribal council. You need to be quiet. You do not speak, blah, blah, blah. But you can't stop what happens in that moment. You can threaten afterwards. But the, the it was already The damage done. is done, yeah. It is too late. And so Jesse, I feel like Sam even saying like, Jesse can't say anything was a way of her being like, shut the fuck up, Jesse. You're not allowed to be nodding, mm. but it already happened. It's, but it's then there's, but uh, I don't know, because then there's still question about whether Sam has this idol or not. I feel like if I was on that tribe and I saw Jesse nodding, I'd be like, oh, that, that story is true. Yes and no, because I think uh, since you have a loved one in the game and you see that he's coming up with the story, mm. you could just be like, uh-huh. Yep. Everything he said, everything he said, boo. Like you could just be nodding along with your brother to make it. Why would you not? I would. If Andy was making up some bullshit and saying, like, I swear this is what happened, Ricard knows, and they all look at me, I'm not going to be like, no, that didn't happen. I'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yeah, absolutely. but I do think you can tell the difference between somebody figuring that out in the moment and a genuine reaction. 
I feel like I would be able to tell the difference. I don't know. Well, I mean, that conversation had already happened with Shay's vote out, though. So True. he had already, True. he could have already okay. known the okay. story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 It to you. okay. <laughs> it's time to vote. <laughs> Uh, the players vote Sam and Mark do not play their idols. I, sh- I was shocked by that. And it's a good thing because Jordy is the only person who voted for Sam. Jordy is voted out. Jonathan sends Jordy on his way and then drops a bombshell where he reveals that they are voting out another person immediately. No discussion. It's time to vote. And I was totally gooped by this. I did not see this coming. And Oof. I really thought it's it's done. It's donezo for Sam and Mark. Uh, but yep. they all vote. No <laughs> idols are played. Mark turns to Sam and says, I don't think so. They So they are just, I don't know how they're doing it, but they have the most excellent read on people, I think, because uh, Sam gets a vote. KJ gets four votes. Mark gets two votes. KJ goes home. I, I can't wrap my head around this do 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 the players go to tribal with a contingency plan of like if we have to vote out two people like how did they all know to vote for kj i don't get it i i think i always had an idea of somebody else just in case something weird happens a a twist uh you know yeah absolutely i had this person and then this person and then this person is who i would vote out in order and i would vocalize that um who knows who pulls out an idol? Who who knows if Jordy at that time could have pulled out a random ass idol before voting just to be like, oh, who are you going to vote for now? And right. then not having that backup plan sure. in place? Yeah. Absolutely. So I think KJ was always going to be a backup in some way. Um, and I think, yeah. What's so frustrating is we as the audience are like why aren't they playing the idol what's wrong with them they're on the like they're on the block but that's how much the edit is trying to tell us that sam is not in control of this game the fact that they just did two tribal councils and she's like we don't need that idol go no we're good (laughs) like they are in such control and in such a good spot that every little bit of doubt we have is the edit that's all it is she knew she was safe Mm -hmm. maybe the second time there was a little bit of unease and they were able to be like you know but i still think we're gonna stick together because we know there are gonna be multiple people coming back uh yeah no i uh, yeah that's all i got to say yeah (laughs) i just get so wound up about serving us a story that's not the truth just to add suspense i love suspense i love when secrets are held i love not knowing what's coming but when you're changing the narrative of somebody's game to add the suspense then it just makes you question everything that's going on and that kind of annoys me sometimes yeah agreed agreed Uh, i just want to point out that it was kj dave and michelle who cast votes against sam and mark so that's quite interesting i think seeing that dave and michelle who we saw kind of like being wishy-washy about whether they were going to join jordy or not uh, ultimately did in this second vote target sam and mark but we did not have a coordinated effort between the three of them so i mean not that it would have stopped kj from going home either way but to split the votes two to one uh, obviously 
was never going to work out for them. So uh, just an interesting you know, note I thought, there. I did think about this, and this goes back to what Jordy said about um, th- this. The edit is so all over the place. He could have been putting in the work with his earlier move of let's make it so that an idol is played, make Mark think that he's the one going home so we can blindside Sam. Maybe he actually had started that work with Dave and Michelle. And so they were like, oh, okay, he's probably going to vote for Mark. Maybe, and that's why they voted for Mark instead of Sam, because he hadn't gotten to the point of, you know, flipping it back to Sam. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. Yes. Maybe, yeah. So, maybe. Okay, let's get into episode 18. Of course, now we have uh, KJ, Jordy, and Shay at Purgatory. Sam is doing some damage control after Jordy's attack at Tribal Council about the idol, and she's trying to convince people that Jesse would never have put an idol in Sam's bag. Who would do that? <laughs> uh, Michelle yeah. tells her that people believe the story anyway, so that's quite interesting that Michelle just reveals, look, this this is the perception, and as Sam often says, perception is reality. So, yep. Sam and Mark have a problem because Sam promised to empty her bag in front of everyone. And so she needs to find a way to transfer her idol to Mark's bag without people realizing we got this great scene where she's transferring the (laughs) idol in broad daylight as everybody uh, is chilling by the water and she manages to do it. I mean, they do do the, uh, uh, the tricky Australian survivor editing where it looks like everybody, everybody is watching. Uh, but See, I swear that watering hole is further away than we think. <laughs> I, I think it has to be like the way I think about the camp is not that you can see the shelter from the water easily and certainly not like yeah. on the ground digging through a bag. So also, why she need to move this right now? How did how did she skate by not dumping her bag out the second she got? I the camp? know. I know. And then <laughs> and now and she then needs to we do go it through all this. We go through all this of her transferring the item. We actually never see her dump her bag out. Is that correct? I, never I didn't see it. See it. Yeah. yeah. And so I really thought it was going to come, but she kind of left it. I think what she said to Mark is, well, they're going to ask to see inside my bag. And so I think what she's doing is not offering it up. She's waiting to see if anybody brings it up. And I guess they didn't unless we just didn't see it. So Again, I think speaking to her strong social relationships out there. Okay, Jordan. Josh doesn't think she has the idol, which is great. Yeah, Josh doesn't think she has the idol. And uh, they recognize that Mark with an idol is a problem and they'd like to get rid of it. So just sort of like that's still lingering around there. But I think they also recognize the power of working together as a four uh, until they get the numbers. Yeah, because the second they vote out Sam or Mark, they are the next target. Yeah. It won't even the other person does not matter. No one is going to target, you know, couple person B, whoever whoever's yeah. left over over this duo in the game. There's just no way. And so they really I wonder how much they want to leave the situation, but they know they just absolutely cannot. And Josh used to be public enemy number one. Josh used to be the target. And now he's got two meat shields ahead of him in Sam Mm -hmm. and Mark. And I think even if, say, Sam went home or Mark went home, they could latch onto that story of the second idol and still have that meat shield ahead of them. So I think... Yeah, I do think they're kind of wearing golden handcuffs here where they've got this <laughs> free ride to the end and uh, they can't they can't take them out until that point. 
But uh, it's going to be though, challenging if if they find out or if they start to suspect something about a second idol, like that's very troubling for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall we go to the immunity challenge? Yes. They are doing Throw a fire. two stage <laughs> challenge with an obstacle course first, and then a final round where they attempt to lob fireballs lacrosse style into a fire pit i love that i have never seen a setup like this before maybe it's happened in australia in the past but i don't remember it and i just really like i really like the setup i love the the fireballs uh flying through the air (laughs) Um, i love chrissy kicking ass yeah in this challenge yeah so they're like collecting all these rings and they're doing parlor game ring tosses uh for the first round and and chrissy's doing great and we were robbed of not seeing chrissy lobbing fireballs through the outback oh my god (laughs) could you imagine she'd be hitting jonathan (laughs) (laughs) the set would be on fire no she's been quite I shouldn't say that. She's been quite good in the uh, athletic challenges. So she probably could have done well. But Mark, yeah. Jordan, and Josh are the ones that make it to the final round. Mark ends up winning individual immunity, something on his survivor bucket list. It's something he's always wanted and never had. So that was fun. Sam looked like a giddy schoolgirl reacting to mark when it was very very cute i thought it was so cute, cute. so uh, it was cute. very like I, sam has been playing a very careful careful game and i think she although we've seen little moments of like socializing with chrissy and doing her eyebrows with the charcoal and things like that <laughs> um i don't think that we often see sam's mask fall her game yeah. mask fall and i think we saw it fall here and it was very cute yeah and and it's allowed for them because they are an established couple this isn't a mm-hmm. showman to where it's like oh it's something happening with them it's like mm-hmm. she's rooting for her boo, mm-hmm. her boo and i'm sure that there's a little piece of her that knows he's safe no matter what and she's got two idols to protect her going into <laughs> maybe that might be a little, little, little element of that Jonathan (laughs) announces that someone will be voted out and become the fourth person sent to purgatory. So this is, I think, the first time he mentions purgatory to the contestants left in the game. And that there are four people there, of course, or there will be four people there. And we get a confessional of Josh saying that tonight could be the night to make a move on Sam and see what happens. Of course, it turns out not to be. Yes. I love Chrissy trying to figure out what is it? P- oh my Pagong? god! Oh my god! Purgy, pretzel, <laughs> pretzel, Palestine. A p- she's a- <laughs> Apparently, there's this prejudice. <laughs> Progeny, perjury, purgatory. Oh my god! Like literally, I-, I could do a top ten list of my favorite Chrissy confessionals, but this might top it. It was so funny. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's an uncut version of this that is like even longer, where she's got more per words, and I want to hear them all. Well, I mean, think about that prejudice. ad that they gave us about Jonathan. <laughs> that ad from last week of just footage that we had never seen mm-hmm. from the show of how much she loves Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, they have they have so much gold from her that can't be in the episode that they're giving her her own ads now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so, so Mark is talking about targeting Juicy or Michelle, but that they're having to like weigh what purgatory is and how many could be coming back. Sam wants the couples to stay tight because she wants to keep her immunity idols intact. And Sam is worried about Juicy Dave's unpredictability, and uh, the majority alliance seems to be on board with that. But privately, Jordan tells Josh that they have to target Mark's idol by voting for Sam and that the idol could be flushed and then they can continue to work together as a foursome. I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I get where they're coming from. I think flushing an idol could be seen as very fair game, but I'm not sure that Sam and Mark would just happily continue to work with them as a foursome after being targeted in that way, especially if they weren't successful in getting the idol played and then like Sam accidentally goes home. Do you know what I mean? I just, well, I I guess I'm a little bit confused about this plan in general, because it seems like Josh just wants Chrissy, Michelle and juicy to write down Sam's name and have them, I guess, act, create enough paranoia for her to play her Mm -hmm. idol, but him and Jordan not vote for Sam so that they can say, oh, look what they did. Yeah. We had your back. Yeah. Why would but anybody how do would that? Chrissy not say, like, how would it not get back to them that Josh is the one who, I, it, the, the plan just seems real freaking messy. Yeah. I get it-ish, but it's a little too sloppy. Yeah. And it's also like, okay, so we are still not putting the majority of votes on Sam. We're just trying to spook yeah. her into playing an idol, but she has to play the idol before the votes are read. So it's not like she would know that she's getting votes unless all of a sudden Chrissy started acting weird with her. And I mean, Juicy does his best, I think, but Chrissy's not like Sam can read Chrissy like a book. It's it's too yeah. it's too easy. And I just I, I don't see Chrissy ever truly getting on board. I think she probably thinks it's a nice idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> It's a great idea even, but not now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so they're working on getting Sam's paranoia up and Juicy's doing his best. He's uh, Academy Award winning performance. Uh, didn't work out though. More of a Razzie. Sam pulls Juicy <laughs> aside for a chat and he tells Sam that Mark and Sam have the uh, having the idols just lets them waltz right to the end and he doesn't want that to happen. Sam tries to explain that holding on to the idol is good for the entire alliance because there are going to be people coming back from prejudice, prodigy, <laughs> purgatory, <laughs> and they're going to need it, which is so accurate. I feel like that is the absolute best argument that sam can make that uh, and to continue to make that casually without mentioning that it's actually two idols that they have i think uh is just showing that the the amount that she's having to think about this all day long and come across as genuine as only having the one idol between the two of them um it just sort of like colors in the uh the the sort of idea that they are trusting of Sam and and illuminates why they aren't actually putting the votes on Sam and Mark in the tribals, uh, mm-hmm. uh, certainly the majority of votes. So that's quite interesting. And I do think that the purgatory twist is probably 
the main reason Sam and Mark don't get targeted at this point because they're absolutely right. Let's go to tribal. We can talk about it there. Jonathan reveals that multiple people will be coming back from purgatory. So they had suspicions that it could be more than one, but now Jonathan reveals it and the tribe is uh, doing their best to make Sam squirm a bit. But like I said, like I just think that if there is a possibility that two or even three people come back, and of course it is going to be three, that they need to be tightly aligned. And why would we flush an idol that the entire alliance knows about with two or three big threats coming back, including Jordy, who it took a lot of work to get out. So I just think it was like a foregone conclusion that, that Sam and Mark were going to be safe this time. Uh, And of course they are, they don't have to play an idol and Michelle is voted out. God, didn't Sam say like two separate times that she thought three people were yeah. coming back? I swear she said it this treble and last treble. Yeah. She definitely <laughs> she definitely said it more than once in these episodes. Uh, she said yeah. two, but probably even three people will be coming back. Oh, right at the pointy end of the game. At the pointy end say. of the game, baby. <laughs> so it, it's just absolutely like, I, I mean, I, logically I'm working through it. You understand how Sam and Mark are getting through every single vote without having to play their idols. But it just continues to blow my mind every single time that these are the two biggest targets in the game easily. And they have two idols. Everybody knows about one. Some suspect the second. They have all the information they need to know that there's a second. And they are not getting votes. It is absolutely insane. Uh, but now it's going to go from the final six, which if it was final six with those two idols, game over. Game over. Like, oh my God. But now it's the final freaking nine. Again. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's very so frustrating. Annoying. It's very frustrating. It's just uh, the twist is unnecessary. Anyways. Okay. Purgatory. purgatory. Let's go to purgatory. Michelle, Shay, Jordy, and KJ are there and they're trying to strategize about how they'll take on the majority after returning to the game. Michelle, Michelle actually gets a lot of content. She's getting a hell of a lot more content at purgatory than she did uh, in the main game. And I love yeah. to hear from her. I think she's smart. She like understands the game. Uh, she has come to understand the game, right? Cause Mel was the, the fan. So Michelle feels like Dave can be swayed to flip. I think that she is right. Of course, Michelle and Dave voted together uh, on that uh, KJ vote out. So I think she knows what's up. We get a great cinematic montage of the four perjury contestants <laughs> about mm-hmm. this being their second chance and creating a resistance movement. Feels like Star Wars against the majority <laughs> alliance in the game. And uh, it, it really is designed to make us root for the underdogs. And it makes me nervous about what's what's to come. But mm, it's fun, I guess, in this moment. So we have our trial to return from purgatory the tribe uh, shows up and then the purgatory tribe shows up and they are going to go through an obstacle course balancing a ball and attempting to land it in a bucket i have to say this is one of the most underwhelming challenges i have ever seen <laughs> like for coming back from purgatory 
I don't know if you remember in Brains Brawn that Haley and Baden competed uh, for a chance to get back in the game from Redemption Rock, and it was so epic. I mean, it was a very simple challenge. I think they were just hanging on to a wooden pole that was dangling over the water, and it was so, so epic, and Haley hung on to that for so long and pushed through so hard. It was just a great endurance challenge, and here they're like, Literally putting balls into buckets. It's so blah. <laughs> I and I, I mean, whatever. I literally fell asleep during the challenge. I am not embarrassed to admit it. I actually fell asleep, woke up, my TV was off. I felt like it was tomorrow, and I had to rewind to see who got in. So th- that's that's what we're dealing with here. Uh, in the end, I think the most fun that we ahead. get is just like. Shay thanking everybody for rooting for her and KJ being like, oh, look at people rooting for me. It's just like more the comments of who's <laughs> yeah. rooting for us to do well. You voted us out. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Can't say I remember that. Uh, jo- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy, Shay, and KJ are back in the game after winning this challenge. And Michelle gets a lovely emotional exit from the game. Uh, but... Uh, she has to burn a coveted Australian survivor buff. I don't get it. I hate this because they've done this before where it's like your torch has been snuffed, but you're given this bizarre second chance, whatever. And then to symbolize you being out of the game, you have to burn your buff, which these buffs, you can't find these buffs. I mean, I know that you've found the buff. <laughs> you got yeah, special got right treatment here. yeah you got your buff right there yeah i would uh, i would show my buff but I, uh, nobody sent me no buff so i know it <laughs> uh, i would have happily taken michelle's but uh, they forced her to burn it i don't like that see this is where i get so michelle's goodbye was so sad her her just like it, it broke my heart. I don't even really have the words because it made me so, so sad for her. But then on top of that, this is where I go back to my frustration with how the twins were edited. We barely got any content to even give us the idea of Michelle being voted out in the first place. Obviously, mm-hmm. we knew it was coming, but like, it still was annoying that we had to just speculate mm-hmm. this. She's not getting any fucking content. Then she's voted out. She has to burn her buff, which is annoying why does she get to keep her damn buff then on top of that she doesn't get her vote out confessional from being voted out or from the end of this Mm. episode so she's just getting loss after loss after loss after loss like what the hell give them more fucking content yeah (laughs) i'm so annoyed by it (laughs) totally and i thought that this was such a great episode for michelle too like i just thought everything that she said at purgatory although it was brief like she seems to have a really great grasp on the game and she doesn't have that threatening bravado that Jordy has and I just think her approach to the game is a lot more subtle and quiet but I saw nothing to tell me that she was bad at the game and actually I think that of the people who are not in the top tier of the majority alliance, she was actually the one playing. And when she yeah. and Juicy uh, and KJ voted against Mark and Sam in that in that second round vote after Jordy left, it was like, that showed me, okay, we want to see people play the game. Like that's the big complaint about this season is that everybody is just tied up in this majority alliance and they're playing it safe. And Michelle was ready to play. Michelle has been ready to play yeah. every week post-merge. So 
Uh, yeah, I do. I am going to miss her. I thought she had a great, nice montage at Purgatory, and her farewell was like I thought beautiful. Uh, we also yeah. got to see her watch her mom's video, and like yeah. of all the family videos, that's the one that choked me up a little bit because it was when Michelle. I mean, her mom is so formal and is giving <laughs> no. this like very formal speech and it's just michelle like sort of like you know with your parents you're like you Im- immediately she goes oh it's my mom like a little embarrassed and then it's like 10 seconds in michelle starts getting choked up and you sort of like yeah. see that mask fall and it's, <laughs> it's very nice so i will very much miss michelle yeah okay do we have anything else to That's talk it. about <laughs> No, we ain't got nothing. There's nothing more to say. I, I'm stressed for Mark and Sam. We'll see what happens. Um, I just hope they make it to final six again. Hey, but we I talked, uh, was know. it last week or maybe the week before, about what do they do? Like, they've got this issue of having this big target on their back, having two idols being one of the last two couples in the game. And at what point does one of them bow out of the game? I'm starting to feel like that might not happen, but I still think like if if they've got one last like next level strategy to put into play, I think that's it. I think it's sending one of them home, then leaving the two idols in the game or at least one idol in the game uh, and then being able to take that threat level, transfer it over to Jordy and Jordan, especially if they're able to like continue to conceal the jesse idol that sam stole Mm -hmm. and then as these purgatory people come in then if they're one lone member of this couple left over they can kind of swing they could become the swing vote and that could be a powerful place to play from especially if they still have a secret idol in their back pocket so i'm very curious to see if that's going to happen uh because i don't know that i don't know that jordan and jordy or I don't know that Jordan and Josh could come up with that strategy, but I do feel that Mark and Sam could. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Uh, you got kids to watch. Yes. Okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have any like exciting stuff coming up or anything? Any other podcast things you need to talk about? I do have other podcasts. I'm not podcast trying to push anything specific. That I need to talk about. And that is that Survivor 42, it's on. And we are recapping that here on Drop Your Buffs. Myself and Evan Ross Katz are recapping that usually on Thursdays, sometimes on Fridays, depending on our schedule. So make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast to make sure that you don't miss our 42 recaps and the rest of our Australian Survivor recaps. You know, I thought I thought next week was the finale. Back when they announced this <laughs> season, I counted ahead the weeks and I was like, okay, like here's here's how many weeks it went uh, last season and the season before that. And so, okay, clearly the finale is on the week of March 21st. It is absolutely not. It feels like we are nowhere <laughs> we like close to the end. We have three or four more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. this is the RuPaul's Drag Race season of Australian Survivor. We will see when it ends. Maybe it'll be over by July. So Maybe. I don't know when it's going to be, but you can catch our recaps by subscribing to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure to share it and tell your friends about it. And uh, 
I'll be back shortly with a 42 episode two recap. So lots of content to come. Plus we will have interviews with former players and it's been a while since our last interview, but uh, Evan Ross Katz and I are working on it. So until next time. Bye. Until next time. Bye.